You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Don't call it a comeback. Celtic stuff live. Welcome to Celtic stuff live on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for the Boston Celtics. Media Day. Thank God. That's it. Nope. Nope. That's it. Nope. I just. Dude, I've been waiting. <laughs> I've been waiting so long. Finally, that horrendous offseason is over. We get to talk. What? We got a game on Sunday? Sunday. Coming right up. We are off to the races. Thank God. I couldn't be happier. I mean, I've got the giggle fits. I'm so happy, John. I just, I can't. I can't. I don't even know. I don't even know, you guys. I don't even know. Me oh, Justin. Day. I just want to say this. Everyone who's listening right now, just be glad. Just be glad. You didn't have to experience the last 15 minutes. <laughs> all right? Just be glad. That I took one for you. All right? You're welcome. <laughs> That's a little early again. You're it was welcome. great. Your internet stinks. I had to entertain myself somehow while you got it together. But uh, I came unraveled. Anyway, I really am excited. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the worst start to a show ever. But here's here's what I'll say. There isn't a lot to get from Media Day. A couple of nuggets stand out. Number one, Jalen, if you're going to take the top off, you got to take the beard off. It doesn't look right. I love Jalen. And I actually really loved, you know, the high top. But uh, the beard is kind of scraggly for the buzz cut. I, you know, I think I think you got to go fully clean shaven, which I think he'd look good. But but I liked the high top. And then uh, speaking of hair, uh, Shemi Ojale, dude, love, 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 love the dreads on him. Yeah, he looks mean. He looks good. And a little crazy. He looks I'm, mean and a little crazy. I'm not into the braids on smart, I will say, but I I am I like I like the I like the look on Jalen. I like that. I like that mix it up, you know? It's good. I agree. A little, little closer crop on the beard would probably be a good look. Right now he looks a little bit uh oh, who does he look like? Who was the guy? Who's the center for the Knicks and the Pacers? Oh my god, he was like 6-9 always uh, anyway. He, I, I think 
I think it's a good look. I, look, every, okay, he should go Fu Manchu. He should trim down the sides yeah. and go Fu Manchu yep. with a tight top, and he would look awesome and this is, intimidating. This is what everyone – this is the content everyone's looking for. They're like, I want some good facial hair talk at the start of training camp. They don't. I don't want to hear about how many pounds everyone gained or Dude, lost. Dude, we've or already talked Get about everything the there is to talk about until Sunday. To actually see basketball. And then you know what we'll right. do? We'll say, eh, it doesn't really mean anything. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I mean, this is, the is thing. exactly what will happen. It's like, let's hurry up and get something. And then it's like, well, even that's not good enough. And then, like, we'll start the season. You know what we'll say? Well, it's just one game. Well, it's just one week. Well, it's just this. Well, wait for the playoffs. Well, we now it's December. It while we have hold on, hold on. It. Now it's December. So, uh, you know, whatever just happened, that's not. Now we know who the team is. Now we know who the team is, right? We've got to get 20 games into the season before. You know, if they get a, a tough start, no big deal. If they get out to a hot start, no big deal. We don't really know who this team is until December. Of course, then we've got the January doldrums, right? There's always a letdown with this team right around the holidays. Mm-hmm. Then there's the all-star break. And that's, that's you know, typically when we really... Honestly, though, the all-star break is when you know who the team is. Like... They'll get position for the playoffs based on how well they play after the All-Star break. That's where they firm it all up. But by the All-Star break, you know if they're, you know, a, a one through three seed. You know if they're more like the four through six or if they're at the very bottom playing for a playoff spot. That's usually how that goes. I know. But, you know, like, I think, like, this is the year I'm not going to I'm not going to wish away the good stuff because last year was so poopy on so many levels right like it was it sucked man it was not fun and like even the smallest things were just painful right like this is a year i'm just going to enjoy everything for what it is you know and like every game that's a win awesome i'm i'm not going to be in hell if there's a loss because i don't have this like un undead uh situation um which happened with kyrie irving you know, and and when Kyrie came into the came to the four, it kind of it, it it you know, I don't know if you saw his press conference, but it was it sucked, man. That was no fun. Um, I know he. Do you mean with the Nets? Yeah. Yeah, dude. I just I had so I've had enough of him. I, I don't see you had to go and you had to take the silly out. And you just had to, you just had to reach inside my Whoa. soul and bring out the angry because he, oh so listen I do not want to make light of anybody's loss right okay sure I, sure I do not but that man just espouses verbal rhea to no end yeah. like I believe that that's real that that ha- you know that he struggled with that but. He just, dude, he just comes up with garbage, total garbage all the time. I can't, I cannot believe him. I don't think it's fair to say that that's the reason he gave, then he admits that he gave up on his teammates, right? And blames the youth again. He's just a walking excuse machine who's totally full of it. He is 100% full of it. And then basically telling the world 
that he is the next, you know, oh, I'm the guy they're passing the mantle to. I'm the guy that, dude, enough. In the one breath, you can't sit there and say, oh, I, I let everybody down because of what happened, you know, because my grandfather's passing. And then in the other breath, blame the youth. And then in the other breath, say, I'm the next man up. It just, it's just so, he's so wacky, dude. I just can't even take it anymore. I'm so glad he's gone. And to your point, you know I love the youth. So I'm pumped to see young players playing. You know, one young player, I'm just going to segue right out of him because I'm just not. From this day forward, I will not use Kyrie's name on this show. Like, I'm committing that that was the last time I said it. That's okay. it. Well, not we talking to, about it. I, well, I'm going to talk about it for a little bit here. Just as OK, Friday, they had their media day. Right. And let's just lay this out. He says, uh, you know, obviously I, I failed as a leader and I and I appreciate that. Right. As a Celtics fan, I appreciate the fact he owned up to the fact that he sucked. He could have owned up in March. He could have owned up in April. He could have owned up in July when he when he signed with the Nets. He could have done it any of those times. He didn't. Okay, fine. Whatever. I'm moving on with that. But then what he did is he explained what happened last year. And he's like, I'm in good mood. Everything's great. And then my grandfather dies. And, I, you know, I felt like there's a part of that where he's blaming, you know, what happened here on, on, that, on his past and his grandfather, which I think is – not great, but let's let's give him the benefit of the doubt there. He's not skillful with the way of the words. I think we've understood that in the two years Kyrie was here. And then he goes on to talk about how he basically shut everybody out and everything from that point on. And while he maintained connections with, with Danny and Wick, it didn't happen. And that I, I defended him all last year, right? I came on this show. I'm like, no, you know, we got to take him at his word. We you know, I went on with Nick. Nick and I did a show where Nick was ripping him up and down, and I, I defended him. And I was like, no, you know, we got, you got to give him the benefit of the doubt. The media, the media, the media, they spin this thing. Not the local media. I'm not saying the guys that we all know and love. I'm talking about the national media, the whole KD, uh, Kyrie thing from the All-Star game. I mean, all this stuff was spinning, and, and Rich Paul was spinning his stuff. And it was just the Celtics were caught in it, and they couldn't get out of it. But at no point in that did Kyrie say, I'm hurting, I want to be home, I want to be with my family. And on, on February 1st, he says, ask me July 1st, right? That's the moment he should have gone to Danny Ainge and said, Danny, I'm not coming back here. Wick, I'm not coming back here. That's all he had to do. That's all he had to do. And instead, what happened is the Celtics lost him for nothing. They end up trading Terry Rozier and all this, and who knows what happens. But to me, he had an opportunity there to make it right. He clearly had checked out. He clearly wanted to be with his family. He clearly wanted to be somewhere else. We, we know that he had conversations with Spencer Didwitty as early as December about wanting to be there. So he could have been upfront and honest. Instead, he obfuscated, he blamed, he he pointed fingers. He looked to say, oh, it's the youth, it's this, it's that. It's very rarely me. And as a result, you're still it, in the anger was, phase of grieving. I Yeah, you're damn right. I am. But see, I've and, already gone through all that. Yeah, but it's different was months now. ahead of you. Now he's that. owned up on it. Yeah. I, but so what? You don't get a medal for it, man. Yeah, but we can't keep talking so about it. 
He talked about it. I'm not bringing it up. He's saying yeah. he, this is new information. You might be over it, but he said this is what happened. We actually know what happened now from his words. No, and that's we important. Don't. No, it's we important. Don't know. Because but, this is what I'm telling you. It's all bull. It's all bull. We don't I know any. You. We don't know anything new except he's got a new story of bull. He's got a new plate of bull that he's serving up until people stop asking him. And guess what? People are never going to stop asking him as no, long as he idiotic. keeps serving up the bull. Well, but yep. because it's stupid. It's it's a stupid story. You know, if that's your story, it's horrendous. It's dumb. It makes no sense. You know, if that's you know, well, on to the next was. stupid story. This is what I'm saying. He's pathologically. I just no, can't I, even take it anymore. I, I can't I think even take it anymore. Entirely possible. I, I agree. I, I, I think that's entirely possible. I'm just saying it's there is new information. He's actually talking about this. He hasn't talked about this. He's talking about it now. And what he's laying out is insane. And, it, and, and, and no doubt he has behind the scenes. He's shown himself to be insane in snippets about other things. He's shown himself to be insane, but his stuff that he's saying here about why he didn't, why he chose to go elsewhere. To me, he's like, Oh, I was close with Danny and wick, but then he goes on to basically say, but I didn't care about him enough to tell him I want out. That to me is what gets, that's what gets me out of all this. I'm a leader. Those guys suck, but no, just listen to me. No, but I I'm only leader. care. I only yeah. care about influencers who can influence because they're at the top of the echelon. I don't care about the pawns. That's what he's saying. And that's why he's not a leader. And that's the end of the story. Yeah. No, and I that's why that. he keeps coming up with it, espousing New tales of baloney. Yeah, maybe so. I, I just, all I'm saying is, I guess, that we know what his story is now. What he's what he's putting down on paper is this is what I am, all right? Before it was what we thought he was. Now we know what he is. He's, he's putting his best foot forward, supposedly. And it's pretty clear the emperor has no clothes. Yep. And goodbye. And we get to root extensively against him when the Brooklyn Nets come to town. So uh, I I, have to have this conversation when the Brooklyn Nets come back to town. What's going to happen? I don't want to. Well, listen, this is the worst uh, media day intro ever. No, no, this is the worst. (laughs) Look, we can't ignore the fact that Kyrie. His his situation is a huge impact to this team. I mean, you you could argue that he his impact is on par. I know you're hating this. You're hating this, but his his impact negatively is as much as anyone that's played for the Celtics in 40 years. We can't we can't ignore that. It's real. It sucks, but it's real, and it impacts what happens from this day forward. And how they now want to say, we want a fresh start. And that's what the message was all today at Media Day. And I think we can all say, thank God for that. Okay. Then this is this conversation's in the past. From here on out, it, you cannot say the name. But you can say, 
Follow Celtic Stuff Live on Twitter, at CSL underscore Tweet Live, as well as your hosts, at CSL underscore Justin, and at CSL underscore Duke. The entire CLNS Media Network, at CLNS Media. Facebook.com slash CLNS Fans, and download the CLNS Media app for iOS and Android. Simply search CLNS Media in your app marketplace. YouTube.com slash CLNS Media for high-definition, full-length locker room interviews in less than a week, and the Garden Report. That's right. That's right. And football season is back, and now you can get into the game with our exclusive sports betting partners, betonline.ag. Sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit and make your bets on your favorite professional or college team. Every spread, every total, every winner or loser, Kyrie, straight bet parlay or tease your way through the season. Will Mahomes throw for 56 touchdowns? Can the Pats go undefeated? Those things are still on. Bet on all of this with the fastest odds, updates, and payouts with our new sportsbook partners, betonline.ag. Head over to betonline.ag or use your mobile device to join today and use promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus. Get into all the action today with betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, we're moving on, and I'm talking about Robert Williams. I'm not even going to let that thing sink back to where we just were for the last 15 minutes. Robert Williams, biggest. this is probably the biggest report. I know we heard a little bit about it where they said Robert Williams might have been the hardest working guy during the offseason, at least hanging around the Celtics uh, hour back center. But he's working out with Hayward long hours. And what I really love about that is I feel like he's working on the intelligent aspects of the game. And that's really what he needs. More than anything, he's got the athleticism, but it's just making the smart read, making the smart play. And that's what I that's why we brought Hayward in, right? Not just all of the in not not just all of the scoring and the playmaking and the talent that he had on the floor. But part of the reason they brought him in is they knew he would accept second or third fiddle sometimes, maybe even fourth fiddle, depending on how things are going. A team player, smart basketball guy, almost like a second coach in a lot of ways. You know, the same way that Marcus Smart is the captain. He's going to always have the energy. He's always going to make the hustle play. And you need these guys in different roles like that. And this is great. Mentorship during the offseason, I love it. I think that Rob Williams, Robert Williams, the Time Lord, in two years, could be the Dime Lord. Uh, I think that the type of stuff we saw from him, you know, hanging around this summer, puts him in a spot where I think his offense is ahead of his defense. I know that sounds kind of stupid, but his passing that he showed at summer league was just was great. I mean, really really kind of seeing the floor. I mean, he's not Al Horford. Let's not, no one's making that comparison, but with what we have for a big man rotation right now, he's clearly the best. I think he's already the best passer. I'm not putting Grant Williams in that mix, but I think he's already the best passer of those, of those five guys without counting taco fall. And, you know, if he can figure out how to set screens and roll a little bit and figure that aspect of the game out now, He's. I think he's going to play. I, I don't think he's like a. Um, I don't think. I, I think he's a useful appendage uh, on the offensive end. What I worry about is defensively, 
And can he figure out? I have appendage. You're laughing. Oh my uh, god, I'm muted. What I worry about. I'm dying over here about appendage. That was great. What I worry about is defensively. Like, can he figure out where to be? Can he figure out uh, not get nicked? <laughs> Thanks, manscaped. Uh, <laughs> free plug. Um, free plug. Free plug for the manscaped folks. Oh man, you don't want to get nicked on that one. So anyway, you get what I worry about is the defense, right? And I don't know how you get better at that in the summer. Watch a lot of film, watch a lot of film, play a lot. I don't know, but his that end of the game, if he can show himself to be competent on that end, not just block a whole bunch of shots, but but really, as you said, quarterback the situation. That to me is what it's all about with him. You know, he he, he needs to be a better defender than an offensive player. You know, I think for him to to play and play a lot, uh, and if he can do that with the core they have, I think the sellers can look at their entire team a lot differently. There's a lot less stress on Jalen Brown to be traded. There's a lot less stress on forcing guys to play out of position. There's a lot less stress on you know trying to get Ennis Cantor to defend at levels you know that he only did for a small spell there in Portland last year. So they're Everything becomes easier if the Time Lord uh, can take the next step. But we won't know until we actually can watch a little basketball. And, you know, thankfully that will happen this week. I'm just excited, yes, not only for them to play, but I want to see some of the the other guys kind of get into the mix, like Hayward, who were not playing with Team USA. I mean, that's the biggest thing for me. Um, one of the things I liked about Tatum, going a little bit away from the mid-range, more three, and more attack the rim. And we saw him get that aggressive during Team USA. It's great to hear him reiterating that now. Let's just hope he stays healthy. Um, And then one of the things that Brad said, that this is probably, and you and I started talking about this before our conversation devolved before we went on the air, but the, the small lineups, and Brad saying there are some lineups that we think could be really incredible defensively. And I think a lot of it has to do with the switching. It has to do with that small death lineup, whatever you want to call it, that you and I have been discussing for the last several shows and that everybody else has been kind of looking at. But one of the things that makes that so doable is the depth that they have. Typically, when you're trying to run out a small lineup, especially with wings, who aren't really super small, right? And they're only giving up four or five inches. It's not like everybody is six four, six three small lineups. Some of those Celtics small lineups with Isaiah Thomas and Avery Bradley were really small. We're not talking about that small. We're just saying no center and maybe a leaner power forward out there versus a bulky power forward. And and so the reason that most teams can't do that is because wings are at a premium and they don't have the depth and they need some of those wings to come off of the bench to be able to give rest, you know, for the for the starting caliber players. Now, I know you're going to spin this into the defensive stats with Hayward, Brown and Tatum, and we'll get to that in a second. But the point being that even with Langford, who apparently has a completely healthy thumb, surgery's done, worked on the three point shot kind of underrated in the offseason because we didn't see him at Summer League. Very little talked about even on this show. But then you have somebody like Shemi Ojale. They have the depth to run that small switchable lineup. They have players that they can pull in 
to to give that. And and honestly, you might only really need Shemi Ojale and some minutes from Ennis Canner to pull it off. You might not even need to go to Romeo Langford. But if you're developing a player like that, a player that was the first pick for the Celtics in the first round at number 16, and you want him to get minutes, and you know this is a little bit of a development year or an experimental year, and you like the switchability of these kinds of lineups, why not? Why not try it? Why not experiment with it? Why not give some minutes to Langford? Because if you don't do that, it's hard to see him even get on the floor this season. Yeah, so so Brad made a comment that he felt like um, defense was going to be – basically, defense was going to be a priority, um, and he feels really good about Nothing some of the lineups. New. Yeah. Nothing new. That you can throw out there. And I, and I made the comment to that. Jake King kind of tweeted it, and I – commented or replied back to it and just said that seems to me to indicate that maybe they're moving away from Jalen Tatum and Brown and, uh, and Hayward together. And uh, Jay said, brah, no, <laughs> he didn't actually say brah, but he would, if he, he was talking to me. He's he basically said, no, that no, actually there's some of the best lineups and Max Lissette, who is uh, L I S S M X 14 uh, kind of responded and said, actually, you moron, John Duke. Um, left out the you, you moron, John Duke part from January first to the end of the season. It was implied. Yeah, right. I felt it. <laughs> uh, the when Hayward, Brown, and Tatum played together, uh, they only played together for 169 minutes, and it was only in 25 games. But their O rating was 160, and their defensive rating was 94.6, a net rating of, of 21.6. With small sample size, but very encouraging. So. What, what does that mean? It means they were damn good together. So John doesn't know what he's talking about. Still, I do say I worry about the defense of that group. Uh, I worry about the rebounding with that group uh, and not having a legit four-man who can, who can grab boards. Now, if Time Lord can figure out how to grab boards at a higher rate than he has thus far in his NBA career, that would be a huge plus. If Cantor plays with him, he that only opens a rookie defensive too. issues. Only right, and it, and it hurt a lot. Yep. He yep. was hurt a lot. So there's there's some opportunities there. Who knows what we're going to get from the big baguette, uh, Poirier. Uh, there's a lot of – and maybe they go small if they can find some way to get rebounded. I just – I question the rebounding. I worry about the rebounding with this group. I don't know Canner's that they have the enough only guys one, who can do it. And it's always been an issue. Yep. Rebounding has always been an issue. That's why Canner on such a deal of a deal – is so key for them because if they really it is let's make a deal danny made a deal this is amazing for i mean money wise it's amazing it definitely addresses a need if the rest of the team can kind of pull together the defense when he's out there and be adequate and then they have a real inside out game with a with a banger who can get second chance opportunities the net rating could still be really good even if canner's not great defensively even if he's somewhat subpar if he's grabbing offensive rebounds and they're putting the second chance opportunities through the net that's gonna help it's i mean it'll be a it'll come in the plus minus not necessarily the net rating right but it'll because of the way that the possessions are weighting it but in the plus minus which is sometimes a deceiving stat in the plus minus he could be a positive if he just goes and grabs those offensive rebounds in those shooting slumps, which is another time to put him out there. If they're shooting like crazy and everybody's knocking down shots, you don't need a rebounder in there as much. 
Um, you know, and and defensively, if they're struggling a little bit, but they're putting big effort and they're switching and they're getting enough stops, maybe it's not stellar defense and they're not always, maybe they're giving up a few second chance opportunities. Even on, you know where you get killed on a second chance opportunity? It's the mismatch, which is precisely why the fact that them being switchable will help negate some of that. Do you want other teams getting an offensive rebound and having a second chance? No, not at all. But it, but if they're not going to catch you out of position with that second chance off the rebound because everybody is technically in position, you're in pretty good shape. Yeah, you are in pretty good shape. No, that's true. And I think if you're the offensive juggernaut that um, Brad Stevens seems to have never been offensive juggernauts, but they've always been much better defensively than they should be. Uh, if this this team has plenty of potential to be a really good offensive team, um, we'll see if they can actually meet that standard. Uh, but I wonder, you know, Brad today said that last season reinforced everything he long thought about the game of basketball, as a quote from today. And to me, that talks about him kind of going back to his roots, going back to who he was, going back to who the team was, revisiting the culture revisiting who ever we all thought the Celtics were under Brad Stevens. And I, that was one of the most hopeful things that I saw today. It has nothing to do with how many pounds this guy got or how this is all about outlook and view and what am I going to accomplish, you know, and to hear Brad say, look, last year just said, like, I got to go back to basics. We talked about what his outlook about this is really about the city and about being hardworking. And then you have situations like Jalen Brown, who says, I don't have any expectations, just hoop, just play basketball. And that's a dude that's got multi-million dollars. He's got nine figures on the line this season. And he's going to start the season with that type of comment. That's the mindset. Again, it doesn't matter. It doesn't make one basket. It doesn't get one rebound. It doesn't get one box out. None of that. doesn't rotate. None of that. But it's it's a sign of people at least saying the right things. Now, people said this, the right things last year. The question is, will they do them? But I feel like <laughs> everyone, uh, those players probably heard enough from their friends from over the summer of sitting and watching other dudes play ball a lot longer and knowing they should have been the ones playing and knowing that the Raptors won and the Suggs had the, had the talent, quite frankly, to do it themselves. Okay. Booyah. That's a good close. I know what I want to talk about in the outtakes. So I'm going to take us there. Ooh. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, this broadcast will be available on demand on the CLNS Media mobile app. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at CSL underscore Justin and at CSL underscore Duke. Our heartfelt thank you to everybody for tuning in. And remember that you can help support the show by subscribing to Celtic Stuff Live on iTunes and Stitcher. We'd love it if you gave us a rating and a review because your feedback is important to the show. And for staff writer Samuel Elias, executive producer <laughs> Larry H. Russell, the founder right. of CLNS Media, Nick Gelso, and my co-host okay. John Duke. I'm Justin Putin. That dad. <laughs> John! Let <laughs> me finish. <laughs> Thank you for listening Why did I do to this that? edition no. of Celtic Stuff Live. Celtic Stuff Live.
No, I won't do bad, bad <laughs> outtakes, I promise. Maybe a little. So, oh, no. <laughs> no, not at all. Here's 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 what I want to talk about. And I know it's kind of a silly one, but when we talk about the re-emerging culture, that's another big win. We talked about Ennis Canner being able to plop in maybe for rebounding and do all of that. But from a culture standpoint, keeping things lighthearted, could they not have used a joker a little bit last season? Could they not have used somebody to just, you know, kind of pull everybody's heads out of their proverbial butts throughout the season? But here's what I'm going to say. He passes out cookies today, right, to the media before his press conference. I'm not going. This is going to be a good one. This is not a silly one. I'm not. I'm not going after you. I'm just shaking my head at Ennis Cantor. But no. go ahead. Yeah. I think that he is going to be one of the media favorites like Evan Turner. Remember, Evan Turner was fun. He was lighthearted. Everybody liked being around him. He was a great glue guy. That I think Ennis Cantor is going to do the same kind of thing for this club. I think he could be one of the more media popular players since Evan Turner. I think you could be right. And that doesn't, for me, that doesn't necessarily mean it isn't necessarily a good thing. Um, Why? Uh, I saw your face while I was bringing it up and you're I'm like, over. you're already down on Canter. I'm I mean, so over Ennis Canter at this point. Why? I, I, I just the, the self promotion. You are the you're the pea in my lemonade today. The 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 self promotion of Ennis Cantor is just a little much. Maybe you're out of the area and so you don't see as much of this as I do, but um he is extremely online and I appreciate the shade he throws Kyrie Irving's way. <laughs> see how I said the name that you didn't want to hear. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. <laughs> but but he is I, I just the self promotion just it rings so hollow. I'm not a fan of it at all. And and if the media want to use him as the go to, I think that would be at their peril. Um I just I he yeah, I mean supposedly he's a good locker room guy and the media love him and he's great for a quote, but like I just, he's a little too, I, I like guys that say little and do a lot, you know? Uh, so we'll see. We'll, we'll see. I'm just not a fan of his at all, at all. I want Only to because him. of the self-promotion lately or because lately you've oh been God, summer, but I mean, that's what I mean. Friggin you summer. You, before he became a Celtic, you didn't care is my point. I thought he was annoying. I thought, well, you know, and, and look, I, I, I think he's standing up for the right. Turkey's a complete mess and Erdogan and all. I mean, I, I, I support all of that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm not all for the totalitarian regime there in Turkey. I, all I'm saying is I feel like he is very much about Ennis Cantor. And I really don't need to see more pictures of him giving out his jersey to um, S.E. Cup. Or um, you know Ed Markey or uh, some other freaking way. I mean I just it's over man. Like just play basketball. I mean I'm not saying shut up and dribble, uh, but um I, this is this goes beyond Evan Turner. Like this is Evan Turner was like oh we're having a media event. 
hey, I'm going to give you a cool thing to quote. That's cool. Like creating events every day, multiple events. It's a little, well, that'll be different when the, when the, once the season gets started. Let's hope. Because uh, it can't, it can't uh, go on. You just can't possibly organize that and still commit to basketball and travel. I just like him to be a little less, little. Less, the person I want to hear talk is Brad Stevens. I don't want to hear Ennis Cantor. I don't want to hear what Ennis Cantor's thoughts are. You know, I want to hear him play basketball, talk about basketball. You know, and he has a moment every once in a while. Sure, absolutely, talk about the post homeland and try to get that change. Like I'm all support that fully. He's got to use that, but like this is more about promotion of Ennis Cantor. You know, <laughs> how many workout videos have we seen of him online this summer? Like, it's endless. I'm ready for basketball Ennis Cantor, and I'm hoping that's a better version than online Ennis Cantor that I've seen from the last four months. Did I just did I just pee in your, in your, in your Cheerios? You looked you look very disappointed. I did. Oh, no. Did you mute yourself? Yes. Oh, my God. Wow. I, I hate you today. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. John, you're a Debbie Downer. <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh, we're going to be there with. Me. I can't believe it's media day and you and I are so dissonant. I get it over the summer when we're getting squirrely and there's nothing to talk about. Well, this is like media day is fluff day. This is a day when you and I are always happy. It's like Christmas. Finally, we're going to have some basketball. Are there any major takeaways from today? No, there are never takeaways never. from today. Never get crazy watching all the videos. It's just good to see people back. Good to see them right. in unis, knowing right. that they're going to be practicing. And again, on Sunday, we're going to see them play basketball. And that's great. Yeah. But you, my friend, are in a raunchy mood. <laughs> I might be. You I are. Might be. I might be. I had a long day too. We we chose, we chose two paths after <laughs> a really long and difficult Monday at work, and you went sour grapes, <laughs> and I went super silly, and the two of us came together and made some really spoiled ass wine. <laughs> oh my god. People are going to love listening to this. <laughs> and if you're still listening, you do it. I'll do it. You do it. <laughs> you're welcome. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, shoot.